0: Log Talk Radio you are listening to Secrets Revealed, Understand the Book of Revelation from start to finish. This is Nicole, your Book of Revelation research scientist, and you are listening to PGN, Prophetic Grace Network. It is Sunday, November 19th, 2023. Thank you for being here with me and with us today. We're talking about Sheol, Sheol. In the Old Testament, Hades, the place of the dead, is referred to as Sheol. In the book of Revelation, in the seven seals prophecy, an angel of the Lord is looking for someone who is worthy to break the seals, And so the angel begins to look everywhere there are people so that he might find one who is worthy. So where does the angel of the Lord look to find such a person? He looks everywhere. He looks on the earth. He looks above the earth. And he looks... Under the earth. Where are you? You are here on the earth. The same place that I am. Who are those who are in heaven? Those are the individuals who are above the earth. They are in a physical location. In the same way that you and I are in a physical location on the earth, they are in a physical location above the earth. Those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Those who have the promise of eternal life. Those who are among the sheep. The good fish who will be kept. Those who are a part of the wheat. A part of earth's crop to be harvested at the time of the second coming. So we have two groups so far. Those who are here on the earth those who are above the earth. And then there's a third group, those who are under the earth. Under the earth. In the Old Testament, that's referred to as Sheol. In the New Testament, it's referred to as Hades, the place of the dead. Now, truthfully... Those who are above the earth and those who are under the earth, with the exception of Jesus Christ, who is already in his immortal body, those who are under the earth and those who are above the earth are disembodied spirits. They have perfect continuity of life with their same soul. In other words, their mind, will, and emotions continued at the time of death. There was no break. There's perfect continuity of life despite the reality of mortality, despite their earth tent wearing out. They continue to have life uh, simply being relocated. Relocated to where? either above the earth or under the earth. Again, all human beings exist in one of three places on this present earth, above the earth in heaven, or underneath the earth in Hades, what the Old Testament refers to as Sheol. Interestingly, in the Seven Seals Prophecy, as the angel of the Lord looks to find someone worthy to break the seal, he finds no one, and then he sees a lamb and declares that the lamb is worthy. And so, of course, we know the lamb is Jesus Christ, and he breaks open the seal. Let's go to that so we can hear we can hear that description of the three locations as well as... Uh, the breaking of the seal revelation chapter 5 and I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice who is worthy to break the seals on this scroll and open it but no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it again The strong angel says in Revelation chapter 5, verse 3, but no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. What's the take home point for us right now? It's possible to know where all human beings are as a result of looking at this scripture. The angel looks every place for which there is a possibility of finding some person who is worthy to break the seal and so he looks in all three locations where human beings currently exist those three locations again in the order that they appear here in revelation chapter 5 verse 3 in heaven that's above the earth on earth and Under the earth, that's Hades, referred to in the Old Testament as Sheol, in the New Testament as Hades. Just to follow up on this looking for a person who is worthy, later in the same chapter in verse 6 it says, uh, in verse 5, let's continue, verse 5 it says, Stop weeping, look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. And then in verse 6 it says, Then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered, but it was now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the 24 elders. And then in verse 8, And when he took the scroll, the four living beings... And the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. Okay, so uh, Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God. He's returning as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And, of course, he is certainly worthy, uh, not only to break the scrolls, but worthy of uh, praise and honor and worship. Hallelujah. Now let us talk about Sheol. Today our focus is the dead judged prophecy because in the month of November we are talking about the 11th vision John the Revelator was shown when he was called up to heaven. John the Revelator was shown visions that were external to himself, essentially moving pictures with sound. They were visions curated images with sound uh, shown to him by an angel of the Lord but these weren't uh, visions that he caused himself to have. These were visions created by an omniscient God. These were moving pictures with sound. Today we call them movies and uh, if we were super specific we'd refer to them as documentaries because all of the visions John the Revelator was Shown, the angel says in Revelation chapter 21, they're all genuine and true and sure to come to pass. So he was shown essentially documentaries, 12 of them. So it's the month of November, which is the 11th month. So we're talking about the 11th documentary, if you will. John the Revelator was shown, The Dead Judged Prophecy. Now we use the language prophecy because it's he was shown a documentary of future events. So in that sense, it's considered a prophecy. The Bible refers to uh, the book of Revelation as containing prophecies that are sure to come to pass. Uh he did not whip out his cell phone to record the documentary he was shown. He simply Used the technology that existed at that time Writing utensil and parchment So he wrote it down So we have uh, a documentary in words Prophecies about soon coming events Future realities Okay, so what's the future reality that we're talking about today? The dead judge prophecy So we're working our way up to that We're going to hear about uh, the final judgment. In the letters of instruction, the great white throne judgment described in the dead judge prophecy is referred to as the final judgment. So let us talk about Proverbs chapter 15, verse 24. But let's first hear the dead judge prophecy. Here it is. Reading from the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15, include the dead judge prophecy. John the Revelator says about the documentary he was shown, here it is. And I saw a great white throne and the one sitting on it. The earth and sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. You know, I'm going to pause for a second. I have up here uh, the New Living Translation, and I think I want to pull up the New King James Version translation. Let's start again. Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15, the Dead Judged Prophecy. Reading from the New King James Version, It says, Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. Let's pause there for a second. What are we talking about here? We're talking about a legal proceeding. We're talking about a just God holding a legal proceeding to determine whether an individual is innocent or guilty. What do we mean by that? The wages of sin is death. If anyone has recorded in his or her book sin, that's considered a debt. Often the Bible refers to it as a sin debt. So this is a legal proceeding to determine has each of the individuals At the great white throne judgment, paid the cost that is owed for his or her sin debt because the wages of sin is death. That's a universal law. We find that in the Old Testament. The wages of sin is death. What does that mean? That means that every person who sins has a fate, which is death, because that is what is owed as a result of committing any sin, independent of number, one sin, 18 sins, uh, 6 million sins, thinking about Hitler. Now, you might say, in your human wisdom, you'd have a different penalty for sin. Don't put yourself in the place of God. Put yourself in the place of learner. Truth seeker. Truth seekers seek to understand the mind and purposes of the Lord. Those who are children of Satan are deceived and fancy themselves co-creators fancy themselves uh smarter fancy themselves you can put in all kinds of words uh what has god decided because at the end of the age it will hardly matter my opinion about what god should do or Your opinion about what God should do What will matter is what is going to happen And that's what we're talking about now Now it said here It says here And the dead were judged according to their works By the things which were written in the books Interestingly in Daniel chapter 7 There's another report There's another report of a legal proceeding Let's go there. Every person, including the Antichrist, as we'll hear in a second, has his or her case heard. The Ancient One sits on the throne, and then the books are opened. If there is sin debt recorded in the book, that means that the individual is guilty. And a guilty finding results in a sentence of eternal damnation. Now, who is first sentenced to eternal damnation? All of the enemies of God are ultimately sentenced to eternal damnation. Who were the five enemies of God and who's the first one? The Antichrist, Revelation Chapter Nineteen and the Marriage Supper Prophecy now in daniel seven in Daniel Seven, we have a report of this of the judgment of the Antichrist. Now, let's go there, so let me give a little bit of context, so Daniel Chapter Seven is Daniel's four Beast Dream. So this is where he has a dream uh, of the ten-nation alliance described in the 666 Antichrist prophecy. More than 600 years later, uh, the 666 Antichrist prophecy is recorded by John the Revelator, Revelation chapter 13, but Daniel has a dream about it, a God dream. Part of what... uh, is noted in Daniel chapter seven is uh not only the events that happen during the Great Tribulation, but what happens at the end of it. And uh what happens at the end of the Great Tribulation, we have the Wrath of Satan followed by the Wrath of God, followed by the Battle of Armageddon. Okay, and let me pull that up now. Okay, so I'm pulling up Daniel chapter seven. Thank you for your patience. We're talking about the great white throne judgment in the dead judged prophecy and the reality that every person every person who every person who lives and who has sin debt that is not blotted out goes before the throne and on that throne sits the ancient of days And the books are opened and in those books recorded are all the actions, aims, and motives that reflect the experiences of a human being at the time when he or she lived on this present earth. Now here it is talking about what happened to the Antichrist, uh, what will happen to him. Daniel, Let's go back to uh, Daniel chapter 7, verse 8. I was considering the horns, and there was another horn, a little one, coming up among them, before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking pompous words. So we see uh, from other places in this chapter that this is talking about the Antichrist. So there will be ten kings, uh, the leaders of the ten-nation alliance that will dominate economic and political affairs during the Great Tribulation. But the Antichrist is going to subdue three of these kings and take their place. That's discussed uh, elsewhere in this chapter, but let's... Let's continue right here. So Daniel's being shown in the dream the Antichrist, and it says, uh, a mouth speaking pompous words. Then in verse 9 it says, I watched till thrones were put in place. So in his dream, he has been fast-forwarded in time to the Antichrist has experienced death so we're told in Revelation chapter 19 that the beast was captured and he was thrown into the lake of fire but God is a just God no human being is sentenced no human being goes to eternal damnation without having his or her case heard. So in Revelation chapter 19, the focus is on what happens at the Battle of Armageddon and how does it end. The focus is not on uh, the court proceeding that the Antichrist experiences, but we get a report of that in Daniel chapter 7. So here it is. I watched till thrones were put in place, and the ancient of days was seated. His garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him, ten thousand. ...times 10,000 stood before him. The court was seated. Okay, what are the key things we've heard so far? The Ancient of Days is seated on a throne. And there are other thrones there, but the Ancient of Days is seated on a throne. And there are many people ministering to him. Why? He's God the Father. And then now we get down to the middle of verse 10... It says the court was seated and the books were open. So everyone has filled, um, they have filed in there, they have taken their appropriate uh, seats, and the court was seated. It's, it's time for everything to get started. If you're as old as me, you remember the OJ trial. You remember it was a very big deal. The place was completely filled. A lot of people were in there. Finally, once everybody could get in there, everything settled down, the court was seated. Okay, but we're beyond OJ. We're talking about the Antichrist. The Antichrist. The court was seated and the books were opened. Now what happens? What, what happens here? Let's continue, verse 11. I watched then because of the sound of the pompous words which the horn was speaking. I watched till the beast was slain and its body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As for the rest of the beast, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. So talking about Jesus Christ and uh, God the Father. And it says, Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. Okay, so uh, power was taken away from the Antichrist. The books were opened, and we know what happened. The court was seated. The books were opened. He was found guilty. He was found absolutely guilty, and we get the other half of the story in the book of Revelation. What's the other half of the story? After he was found guilty, he was uh, tossed into the lake of fire. We find out... uh, he, We're told that he and the false prophet Were captured and tossed Into the lake of fire That's in Revelation chapter 19 What's our take home point here We're looking at the dead judged prophecy And in the dead judged prophecy It tells us And the dead were judged According to their works By the things which were written in the books And at the beginning of this prophecy It says then I saw a great white throne And him who sat on it And then we're told, and I saw the dead, small, and great standing before God, and books were opened. So these books are very important. The books were opened and the court was seated. Why? Because the Antichrist, he doesn't go to mediation. Any person who's failed to go to mediation has a permanent record recorded in one of the books in heaven of all the wrong actions. What's a wrong action? A sin, an action outside of the will of God, outside of the plans and purposes of God. So all have sinned and fallen short. But some have gone to mediation. Some have not. Well, who hasn't gone to mediation? Every person who fails to make the first resurrection participates in another resurrection. And all those individuals, 100%, are right here. We're fast-forwarding in time. At the time of the dead judge prophecy, we are at the great white throne judgment, which is the final judgment it's the final judgment so when the antichrist and the false prophet when they're tossed into the lake of fire they also have uh been to court now that's not recorded in revelation chapter 19 but we know that God is just every person uh is subject to the justice of God, certainly the case is heard, and that's what we have, the Antichrist. The court was seated, it says, and the books were opened. Now, The Antichrist, the false prophet, and Satan are the first three of God's enemies who go to court, and we have uh, a description specifically of them being tossed into the lake of fire, and we're told that that's where they are. Satan joins them a thousand years later. Revelation chapter 20, verses 8 to 10, he joins Satan joins the Antichrist and the false prophet who were already there in the lake of fire. They're there, you know, after the battle of Armageddon is fought and won. They're captured. Presumably the false prophet also has his case heard. Um, You know, not every detail is in the Bible, I don't see where there's a report of the false prophet having his case heard, but we can imagine that he had his case heard or will have his case heard as well. And, of course, he's guilty because he hasn't been in mediation. He's a child of Satan, not a child of God. He's not in right standing with God. And... uh, Here in the dead judge prophecy it's the final judgment In other words it's judgment after the seven final plagues It's judgment after the Antichrist has been judged and found guilty After the false prophet has been judged and found guilty After Satan has been judged and found guilty you say, well, what do you mean by that? Second Peter chapter two verse nine says, so you see, the Lord knows how to rescue godly people from their trials, even while keeping the wicked under punishment until the final, until the day of final judgment. Let me read this again. So you see, the Lord knows how to rescue godly people from their trials. even while keeping the wicked under punishment until the day of final judgment. What's the day of final judgment? It's the day when the great white throne judgment happens. So it's exactly what we're talking about. In Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15, is a report of what happens on the day of final judgment. So the Antichrist is judged, and his sentence is eternal damnation. He's thrown into the lake of fire. The false prophet, same thing. A thousand years later, Satan, the same thing. Now here we are on this present earth a thousand years after Jesus Christ has established his government on the present earth. Satan's been judged and now it's time for the final judgment. And it says even even while keeping the wicked under punishment until the day of final judgment. So how are the wicked kept under punishment until the day of final judgment? So the wicked aren't kept In the lake of fire Until the day of final judgment They don't go into the lake of fire Until after the final judgment So we have the reality of Sheol The reality of Hades That's where the wicked are Before the day of final judgment And then we have the reality of Gehenna, that's the lake of fire, that's where the wicked are after the day of final judgment. Think about that, friend, time one, time two, time three. What's time one? Time one is where a wicked person is before when and where the person is before the day of final judgment then there's the day of final judgment referred to here in 2nd Peter chapter 2 verse 9 referred to in Revelation chapter 20 verses 11 to 15 and then we have where the wicked are after the day of final judgment Revelation 20, verses 14 and 15. Okay, so in in simple terms, the wicked are the weeds, the tares, the bad fish who are going to be thrown out, the weeds or tares that are going to be burned up. Those whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life, Those whose sins have not been blotted out of their books that are in heaven. Now, why are these books so important? Two sets of books. So there's one book, which is very key, the Lamb's Book of Life. And then there are the books. Each person has a book. Many people have Books where they have some right actions, some God actions, some things that you got right. In other words, uh, God had plans and purposes for your life and you cooperated with God and that's recorded in your books. Hallelujah. You'll be rewarded for that. You'll be rewarded for that. However, any sin debt any wrong actions that were sins, which have not been blotted out, there's a punishment for those. And that punishment is eternal damnation. That's 100% the reason why every person needs Jesus Christ, because he is the only mediator. He's the only one that can get that sin debt blotted out. What do we mean? He's the only one who's able to pay for the debt that each human being owes. Now, the human mind will say, well, we we need to quantify that, because I think that Hitler's debt is more than Joe Biden's debt or my debt. Or Mother Teresa's debt You might even say I don't think Mother Teresa has any debt Friend, don't be deceived None is good except Jesus Christ We've all fallen short We all need Our sin debt to be paid for In order to avoid Being sentenced at the great white throne judgment. When your book is open, you don't want any of your sins to be recorded there. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. Unless your sins have been blotted out, you will participate in this legal proceeding. You will go to court. You don't want to go to court where God the Father is the prosecutor and you are the accused. You'll lose every time. Every person who God has a case against and who has failed to go to mediation will lose her case or his case. Now let's talk about proverbs where it says the wicked are being kept under punishment proverbs we heard that earlier the wicked are being kept under punishment uh but let's go to another uh scripture Proverbs chapter 15, verse 24. The path of the wise leads upward to life that he may avoid the gloom in the depths of Sheol, Hades, the place of the dead. So I'm reading Proverbs chapter 15, verse 24. The Amplified Classic Translation. It's saying those among us who are wise, avoid the gloom in the depths of Sheol. Now we heard earlier that the wicked are being kept under punishment. What does that mean? They're in prisons of darkness in Sheol. And we're told here, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 24, that Sheol is Hades, the place of the dead. It says exactly this. Let me read it verbatim again. The path of the wise leads upward to life that he may avoid the gloom in the depths of Sheol, Hades, the place of the dead. Now remember, the angel of the Lord was looking everywhere to find a worthy human, to uh, a worthy person to... Uh, Opened the seals on the scroll, and he looked on the earth, above the earth, and under the earth. Now, where was he looking at under the earth? He was looking in the depths of Sheol, Hades, the place of the dead. Why? The dead experiencing life as disembodied spirit. They continue to have their same mind, will, and emotions, and they are under punishment. They are the wicked. What does that mean? Their sins remain in them. They haven't been made new creations in Christ. So their their spirit, their spirit man does not reside with God in heavenly places. Now, when we're here on this present earth and we are born again, we're made new creations in Christ. We have uh, a spiritual circumcision. Our spirit never, ever sins again. Now, our soul is constantly being renewed, our mind, will, and emotions. Our flesh has yet to be renewed, but the key part, the spirit has been circumcised and never, ever sins again. Your spirit man never sins again once you are born again. These individuals, the wicked, they are under the earth, in prisons of darkness, under punishment, because they have not been born again. They do not have a new spirit, and their fate is participation In the great white throne, judgment. Now, my question to you is this. Are you among the wise? Proverbs chapter 15, verse 24 says, The path of the wise leads upward to life. What's upward? Heaven. What's downward? Hades. It says here, The path of the wise leads upward upward to life that he may avoid the gloom in the depths of Sheol Hades the place of the dead you can avoid the gloom in the depths of Sheol Hades the place of the dead if you choose to be born again If you choose to go to mediation, let me say this in the simplest of terms that uh, God can give me. You know that you're imperfect. That doesn't make you a horrible human being. That doesn't make me a horrible human being. I'm also extremely imperfect. But it does mean that we are not suitable until we've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. Until we have been perfected, we are not suitable for cohabitation with God the Father. Now, God the Father is relocating his home from present heaven to the new earth. Only those who are in right standing with God, who have been made suitable for cohabitation with God, will be allowed to be on the new earth. If there is any evil in your spirit, man, you are not suitable for cohabitation with God on the new earth. What does that mean? It means you need to go to mediation. You can get in right standing with God. I can get in right standing with God by, by following his plans for restoration. We you say, well, what do you mean restoration? I don't know if you've noticed it, but the world is fallen. The world is under a, a curse. You and I were born in, in into a – we were born with the propensity to sin – Because we were born in the image of Adam. Now you might say, none of that's my fault. Well, what is your fault? What is my fault? If we choose to reject God's perfect plan to restore us to sonship and daughtership, In other words, if we refuse to be born again, born again, which gives us a spiritual circumcision, which allows our spirit man to be perfected right now while we're on the present earth, if we refuse to follow God's plan for salvation then we will, never, we will never be allowed to cohabit with God on the new earth. We will not inherit eternal life. Now, you might find it hard to believe that this present earth is going to wear out like an old cloak. That's exactly what the Bible says. It's going to wear out like an old cloak, and we're going to a new earth and new heavens. Hallelujah. Are you going with us? Either a person is going to the lake of fire, or he is going to the new earth. Either a person is going to the lake of fire, or she's going to the new earth. Let's hear about it. Let's hear the rest of the dead judged prophecy. We end it with this. Revelation 20, in the middle of verse 12, it says, And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one, according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Then it says after that, so all of those individuals are now in eternal damnation. That's the lake of fire. That's forever. That's the second death. That's a place of torment, Gehenna, the lake of fire. But Revelation chapter 21 says, now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. This is the beginning of the new earth prophecy. Everyone who participated in the first resurrection transitions to eternal life where? On the new earth. And all the folks who participated in the great white throne judgment, they transitioned to eternal life where? In the lake of fire. We call that eternal damnation. Eternal damnation. But I think that's a a useful phrase, but we could think of it as eternal life in the lake of fire. Some folks think that, Oh, it's just all going to end one day. Just I'll be no more. No, you're always going to be. You will never be uncreated. You had no power to create yourself, and you have no power to uncreate yourself. Same for me. Same for all of us. Now, what are you empowered to do? You are empowered to decide. Are you going to allow yourself to be recruited to Team Jesus Or will you stay on the team which you were born into? So are you going to stay on Team Satan, or are you going to allow yourself to be recruited to Team Jesus? Now, Team Jesus is the winning team. Everyone on Team Jesus transitions to Eternal life on the new earth in a tangible body, a body that you can touch, a body that's uh, immortal, a body that's immortal, a body you can touch, a body uh, that can consume food, a body that can fly. Jesus Christ says he's the firstborn of the dead. He's already in his glorified, perfected body, and he promises he promises that you yourself same person you right now your self same person, what do I mean your you the soul, your mind will, and emotions uh you uh with your circumcised spirit when you're born again, you get uh your spirit circumcised, so your spirit is perfected immediately when you're born again uh Now, Jesus promises to give every person who's born again an immortal body. And we all participate in the first resurrection and we live eternal life on the new earth. But these others, these others, they live eternally after the end of time Forever and ever, they live in Gehenna, the lake of fire. Now think about that. You cannot be on Team Atheist after the end of the world. There's only Team Jesus and Team Satan. Every person will either be with his father God Or his father Satan Be with her father God Or her father Satan God lives with his children After the end of the world On the new earth Satan lives with his children After the end of the world In the lake of fire Now right now Every human being is in one of three locations. On this earth, under the earth, in Hades, what the Old Testament refers to as Sheol. The New Testament refers to it as Hades. Every person is either under the earth, in Hades, in Sheol, or on the earth, or above the earth, in heaven. After the Great White Throne Judgment, we no longer have three locations. Now we have only two locations. The Great White Throne Judgment is referred to in Peter. Let's go to it again. It's referred to as the Final Judgment. So when the Antichrist and the False Prophet are captured, and they go to court; they're found guilty, and they're thrown into the lake of fire. in other words, they're sentenced to eternal damnation. that's once that sentence is put down, they go right to the Lake of fire, same thing with Satan a thousand years later, he goes into the lake of fire, so those judgments happen. but Second Peter chapter two says the day of Final judgment It tells us that God Keeps the wicked under punishment Until the day Of final judgment Now Whether a child of Satan Is in Hades Under punishment At the great white throne Judgment Having all his or her Sins read out loud in court Because they're recorded in a book Or In the lake of fire Being tormented Forever and ever All three of those things are bad All three of those things are bad So at time one Being in Sheol Underneath the earth Being in Hades In a prison of darkness Being under punishment that's bad. What do I mean? That person is on a trajectory that ultimately ends with being in the lake of fire. You might say, yeah, but you're, you're saying people aren't in hell right now. Well, what is hell? Some people refer to present hell and future hell. No one's going to the lake of fire until after the individual goes to court where the ancient one sits on the throne, and the books are open. What books? The individual's book and the Lamb's book of life. That's how that works. So the wicked are being kept under punishment. If you die tomorrow and you haven't been to mediation You're going to be kept under punishment. Where? Under the earth. Where? In Hades, in a prison of darkness with all the others who were fools. I'm guessing that you're a truth seeker and that you are reaching for wisdom. You're reaching for wisdom. You'll be among the wise. Now, what do the wise do? The Bible says the path of the wise leads upward to life, that he may avoid the gloom in the depths of Sheol, Hades, the place of the dead. Friend, if you are wise and God's calling you to be wise, to receive his wisdom, to prefer his wisdom, rather than enjoy evil. Enjoying evil leads to eternal damnation. Seeking truth leads to wisdom, which leads to which leads upward to life. Proverbs fifteen verse twenty four says, The path of the wise leads upward to life that he may avoid the gloom in the depths of Sheol, Hades, the place of the dead. Let me say this prayer for everyone hearing me right now. Friend and truth seeker, I pray that you are on the path that is a, wide path, a wise path. I pray that the wisdom of God, that you will receive it so that you will be led upward to life. So that if you experience the first death because your tent, your earth suit gives out before the return of Jesus Christ, you don't need to be afraid of your earth suit giving out if you have been to mediation. Because if you've been to mediation, that means you're wise. That means that when your earth suit gives out, you are simply going upward. You are simply going to be relocated to heaven where you will dwell in a heavenly body until the time of the first resurrection. Then you're going to come back with Jesus Christ in the clouds. Your new peak performance, immortal body is going to rise rise up and you're going to descend into it. You're going to put it on like a perfect suit. You're going to put it on like a million dollar suit that was made exactly to your specifications. You're going to feel better than you've ever felt. No, your your knees will be perfect, your feet, your hearing, your eyesight, your nails, your skin, Your brain, everything in your glorified, immortal body is perfect. God says, I know the plans and purposes that I have for you, and they include you participating in the marriage of the Lamb, participating in the first resurrection where Jesus Christ finally All who are in his family will be like him. What does that mean? We'll all have our immortal bodies on just like him, and we'll be forever just like him and with him. Now, if you are wise, you'll avoid joining the wicked who are under punishment You'll avoid the gloom that comes for all of those who are in the depths of Sheol, Hades, the place of the dead. Now, the truth is, you are the boss of you. Your pastor's not the boss of you. Your wife's not the boss of you. Your husband's not the boss of you. Your mom's not the boss of you. Your dad's not the boss of you. You are the boss of you. It's within your discretion, power, ability to decide what you want to do. What do you want to do? Do you want to go to mediation or not? Do you want to go to heaven Or Hades so we're talking about 2023 if life ends for you this year where are you going when I say life I simply mean your earth suit giving out but as I've said many times today you never ever cease to exist but just the earth suit part of you giving out do you want to go to heaven so that's above the earth a place above the earth or do you want to go to Hades that's a place underneath the earth. And then a second question is this. After the great white throne judgment, that's the final judgment we heard in Second Peter chapter 2, the final judgment. After the great white throne judgment, after that court proceeding has ended, every human being is going to either the Lake of Fire, Gehenna, or the new Earth. Everyone's being loca- relocated. A hundred percent of us are being relocated after the Great White Throne judgment. That's the bifurcation. That's the bifurcation. That's the bifurcation point after the end of time. The end of the world happens right then. The end of the world happens right then, and we go straight into eternity future, the eternities of eternities. The end of the world happens right then after the great white throne judgment has been completed And there's the final bifurcation after the final judgment. What does that mean? Bifurcation, two trajectories. On one trajectory are all who go to the new earth. And on a separate trajectory are all who go to Gehenna, the lake of fire. So my second question for you today is, after the final judgment, where are you going? Are you going to the new earth or are you going to the lake of fire? If you don't know where you're going, we, we understand that you're going to the lake of fire. If you, if you don't know where you're going, that means that Satan has scheduled you to join him in the lake of fire. Listen to me, if you don't know where you're going after the great white throne judgment, that means that Satan has scheduled you to join him in the lake of fire. Now, you're being recruited right now to team Jesus. What's that? God is saying, I want you to cohabit with me on the new earth. It cannot happen automatically. No evil thing, evil person, no sin is allowed on the new earth. So how do you get free of the sin nature that you have? you got to be born again. You've got to be born again. You say, well, you're like the man maybe who says, well, Can I go back into my mother's womb and have it happen a second time? No. But you can have a spiritual circumcision where your spirit man, the sin nature part is cut off. And then your spirit man In this present time, right now, it will never, ever sin again. The spirit man in you, we're all three in one. What's that? A physical body. Spirit in our soul. Mind, will, and emotion. Body, spirit, and soul. So when your spirit man is born again, now... At that point, your passport has been issued for the new earth. Your name is recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. You are scheduled to participate in the first resurrection, and you avoid participation in the great white throne judgment. Heaven is a temporary place. Hades is a temporary place. But the new earth is forever. The lake of fire is forever. Now let's hear that. Revelation 20. Revelation 20 reports on the forever nature of the lake of fire. That's what makes it eternal damnation. It's forever separation from God. It's forever torment. Revelation 20, verse 10, in the millennial reign prophecy, when the devil, after he experiences judgment and he's found guilty, then he goes to the lake of fire, and here's what we're told about it. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's a long time. That's beyond time. So what does it all mean? Sheol is underneath the earth. 65 times Sheol appears in the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, Hades appears. In some translations, they have Hades in parentheses uh, to communicate that we're talking about the same place. If you're a fan of the Old Testament, and all books in the Bible are uh, good to read, the Word of God is wholesome and it's true. In the beginning was the Word, and the word was with god and the word was god now why would why would sheol be mentioned 65 times it's a place of punishment god doesn't want to punish you he wants to promote you promote you to what promote you to participation in his forever family do you want to be punished First in Sheol, and then in Gehenna, the lake of fire, or do you want to be promoted? First, at the time of the first resurrection, and again, after the great white throne judgment, when we transition to the new earth. The promotion just keeps coming for those who are in Christ. Now, how do you get in Christ? you got to get born again. How does that happen? Acts chapter 2, verse 38. We're told exactly how to do it there. Now, if you're in a hotel room, the Gideons probably have a Bible in there that you can open up. There's a book. It's called Acts. It's in the Bible. So the Bible has in it many books. There are 66 of them. One of the 66 books, it has the, uh, the title Acts. So this is the book about the history of the church. So when Jesus came here, he ministered to the Jews. But the secret was that salvation was not only for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles. So those who were Jews had to reject the old covenant, which is, outdated and received the new covenant and the Gentiles also had to be aware of the new covenant and grafted it in. So the history where all the instructions for how to be a Christian, how to be born again, how to avoid the gloom of Sheol, all of that, the history of the birth of the church, Post-Jesus Christ is all in Acts. So God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what they needed to do to get born again post-death of Jesus Christ is the same thing that we need to do to get born again. And so it's there in chapter 2, verse 38. I'm hoping that the dead judge prophecy is interesting and exciting to you. I want to mention I want to mention something that Satan might have used in an attempt to deceive you about the reality of hell. The reality of both Hades prison of darkness underneath the earth, and Gehenna, the lake of fire, where people go uh, after the great white throne judgment, those who haven't had their sin debt blotted out. I want to share with you about Jesus Christ ministering in Hades. When Jesus Christ Descended, when Jesus Christ descended, and this happened after he died on the cross, he went underneath the earth, and as you can guess, well, where's that? Hades. Now, what was he doing there? From our perspective, perhaps, the most important thing is that he took the keys back from Lucifer, the keys uh to death in Hades. So that impacts you and that impacts me. He got the victory for for us. But what about what about those people who were what about those people who died Before Jesus Christ died on the cross and who were in Hades, what about them? Jesus ministered to them, it says. He ministered to those spirits Who were in prison Let's go there for a moment Now you might say Why are you bringing that up now I'm bringing that up now Because One of the things that Satan Uses In in an attempt To get people To disbelieve The Bible Is that They say, uh, he says to them, well, the Bible can't be real because there were millions of people who lived before Jesus Christ. And so whatever happened to them, well, let's go to Peter chapter 3, and it says, verse 18, Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered a he suffered physical death but he was raised to life in the spirit. So he went and preached to the spirits in prison those who disobeyed God long ago. When God waited Patiently, While Noah was building his boat So he went and preached to the spirits in prison Those who disobeyed God long ago Think about that Now this is mentioned briefly I want to go that I'm reading from the New Living Translation I want to pull up the New King James Version Translation And in that translation it says to us For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit, by whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison, who formerly were disobedient, when once the divine long-suffering waited in the days of Noah. So, I just want to mention briefly, and perhaps this is discussed elsewhere in the Bible. Uh, I haven't found where it's discussed elsewhere in the Bible, but perhaps that it is. But today, we have the benefit of the Word of God, and we have uh, those who God has sent for this time. When Jesus was on the earth... Those individuals had Jesus and his apostles. When Jesus descended, he ministered to the prisoners. What does that mean? What do you think he was ministering to them? Well, of course, he was preaching the good news. It says he went and preached to the spirits in prison who were who formerly were disobedient, what prison were they in? They were in prisons of darkness where? In Hades, underneath the earth. So he did this after he died on the cross. I just mentioned that very briefly because what is Satan is saying to you? You know, this this doesn't all make sense because there were people who existed on the earth before Jesus Christ and certainly there were and it says he went and he ministered to those who were in prison now you might ask me well, were were all of them in prison i don't know the answer to that question i'm going i'm going to guess no because i'm thinking about abraham and thinking about uh, isaac and jacob but let's talk about those who were in prison, people who had never, ever uh, heard the gospel. I don't think there's anyone better to get ministry from than from Jesus Christ himself. All right. So I want to uh, end with this. Hell is a reality. There's the hell of being in a prison of darkness in Hades, what the Old Testament refers to as Sheol and there's the reality of the lake of fire which is where those uh, where people go after after the great white throne judgment some people refer to this as present hell and others as future hell let's use Some precise language And talk about Hades Which is a prison of darkness uh, Which which is a place Where there are prisons of darkness Underneath the earth And then let's talk about Gehenna Which is a lake of fire Okay so two different things Both of those things uh, Represent Where the wicked are At different points in time So none of the wicked is currently in Gehenna, the lake of fire. How do we know that? Revelation chapter 19. The first among the wicked to go to the lake of fire is the Antichrist. Second, the false prophet. Third, Satan, a thousand years later, after the Antichrist and the false prophet. And then after Satan, there's the final judgment. After Satan goes to Gehenna, the lake of fire, there's the final judgment referred to in Second Peter chapter 2. The final judgment is the great white throne judgment. That's where all of the children of Satan, all of those who have failed to be restored to sonship and daughtership, they have rejected the second Adam. They were born in the image of Adam instead of the image of God. They had the propensity to sin. They sinned, and their sin is recorded in their books in heaven. Their sin debts, all of them are there. They're going to be read out loud in court. And as a result of them failing to have payment for their sin debt, they are going to be sentenced to the lake of fire, and they're going to be thrown in there going to be thrown in there, every one of them, 100%. That is the final judgment. That's the final judgment. Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm excited about the end of the world. I'm excited that a new earth is coming. I'm excited that New heavens are coming. I'm excited that God the Father is going to relocate his home from present heaven to the new earth and that I am going to be able to see his face. And every person who is a member of the royal race is going to be able to see his face. And we won't have anything to fear And there won't be any more practice of war. There won't be uh, no more tears, we're told, in the New Earth Prophecy, no more tears, no more pain, no more mourning, no more grief, no more suffering, no more sorrow, no more death. Hallelujah. Now, here's the question. We're going to have all of the believers for generations and generations and generations, what kind of music? do you think is going to be uh played now david was an amazing musician but uh you know they're amazing musicians today in 2023 perhaps they were amazing musicians in the year 1313 i don't know but that's interesting to consider and what are you know what kind of food will people want to make it's interesting to consider we we talk about Uh, the boomer generation, the generation X, uh, the millennials and generation Z. We tend to talk about four generations at a time uh, in 2023, the sociologists and the political science, the people who look at those things. But on the new earth, we're going to have all generations from all time, from all time. So it's going to be a totally different dynamic A totally different dynamic, an exciting dynamic. So, friend and truth seekers, thank you for being with me and with us. I want to invite you to uh, be with me and be with us every Sunday here on PGN, Prophetic Grace Network. Uh, I I value your time greatly. I never, ever take for granted the sacrifice of time that you give listening uh, to this program and being a part of it. And so every week on Sundays and Thursdays, we're exploring the book of Revelation. We are reading, analyzing, discussing, revelating about the book of Revelation. It's one of the most valuable things that you can do with your time. And so on Thursday, we're going to continue at 10 a.m. Texas time, that's 11 a.m. Eastern time, next Sunday, at twelve noon Texas time, one PM Eastern Time. If you want to call during the live internet broadcast, you can. We have two PGN phone numbers. Uh the phone number you can use for this PGN show is one three one nine five two seven six zero two seven 527 6027. That's 13195276027. If you are calling during the week, our main program, Prophet Randy's Chandler um, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night, 9 a.m. Texas time, 10 p.m. Eastern time. That phone number is one three one nine five two seven six zero two seven. So just the last three digits change. Uh, again, Sunday through Thursday night, one three one nine five two seven six zero two seven. I encourage you to listen and. Uh, to be with us during the week. Satan is not waiting uh, till Sunday to get on your nerves, right, <laughs> him or his flunkies. So I believe it's valuable and useful to connect to the people of God and to the Word of God every day. So one of the ways to do that is to listen and to participate in PGN. Now You might say, I don't know you well enough to participate. That's fine. You can simply listen. Some people listen to PGN for years before they decide to participate. That's totally fine as the Lord leads you. So, again, truth Seeker and friend, I encourage you to be a part of what's happening on PGN on a regular basis. Connect to the people of God. Connect to the Word of God. Connect to uh, what God is saying today in 2023. You can do that. Particularly, what is God saying today about uh, important things happening in the world? You can do that by being a part of what is happening here. Thank you for being with me and with us. If you haven't done so yet, according to Jeremiah 33.3, I encourage you, call out to God. He promises to show you great and mighty secrets. That you do not know.